tell me anything. That's what we're going to talk about now. In the next few minutes, we're going to talk about how we can help our child feel like they can tell us anything. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week, answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And this week's answer to this question, the whole question was, how can I get my child to confide in me? So the answer to that question comes from the courage pillar. Um, if you have been watching Sitting in a Car for a while now, you will know that um, Sitting in a Car is based on the Evolved Family Method. And there are three pillars inside that. And um, we're going to talk about the Courage Pillar today. Uh, the Courage Pillar is the pillar that helps us um, take action, step forward as the adult who wants the best for their child or our ch children, um, step forward in a way that we are building connection with our child. And kids are not going to confide in an adult if they don't feel some sort of connection and a sense of safety. So um, we're going to talk about the courage pillar today and give you three ideas of how you can help your child confide in you. Now, what many of us would do if we're using the sort of more traditional way of um, helping our child tell us what they need to tell us would be to say something like you know you can tell me anything right and our child will go probably say yeah 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 or maybe we will be asking them questions how was everything at school how did everything go and they'll might go fine yeah they probably might not tell us anything or maybe they'll tell us a story and we're wondering if really everything did go okay and um, I understand why we will default to those strategies or that method of trying to get our child to confide in us because we haven't been shown um, or we haven't been taught or it's not sort of common knowledge how to communicate at a deeper level so that we really build true connection with our child and they are confiding in us because uh, they feel like uh, we will really be able to help them out rather than where um, the parent that is uh, just trying to keep them safe and doesn't care so much about what they want. Using the, um, those sort of outdated strategies is one of the key indicators that we are functioning as a very courageous and brave but tongue-tied parent. Like we've got all the will and the desire to show up for our child, but we are tongue-tied and hamstrung because we don't have the deep knowledge and skills about how to connect using uh, quite high-level communication strategies. So let's talk more about that now. Before we get into the three strategies, let's have a think about, let's use our own um, life experience to work out some answers to this question. Because uh, my question to you is, who do you confide in? When things are tough or something's gone on that you're not quite sure what to do about, who do you turn to to talk about uh, things like that? And probably someone's name is popping into your head right now. Maybe it's a sister or uh, your mom or your partner or a very trusted friend. And to get this going on that, how can we help our child come to us when things are difficult? Think about what qualities or what experience do you have when you're with that person that you confide in? What do they do to make it feel safe and to make them feel like the person that you could tell almost anything to? Perhaps they listen really well. Perhaps they show you in some way that they truly, deeply care. Maybe they don't try and fix you 
but they allow you to say what needs to be said. Perhaps they are the person you go to because you have um, knowledge that they have gone through something similar. Maybe they have shared a story with you that makes you realize that they are here for the hard times. They have personally experienced what it feels like to go through something complex. These are all the different layers of what goes into making a relationship feel like it's a safe one for us to talk about our intimate, deep, important stuff. So point number one, we confide in people that we think will understand what is happening for us or what our experience is. Now, when we're thinking about our relationship with our child, how can we demonstrate to them or show them that we will understand the complex situation they are going through. I mean, there's a few stories that we tell in our family and stories can be a great way to um, show our child that we have gone through complicated things. There's one story in our family about a breakup that one of us had when we were 17. So we're still a teenager and the complexity of it and how long it took for us to get up our courage to have that conversation with our with our girlfriend or boyfriend at the time um, and, and how they dealt with it and how long it took us, which was like, I don't know, I think in this story it was like six months before we finally felt like that relationship had ended because there was ongoing conversations and are we sure the relationship is ending? And it was really tough. Like when I think about that story, like it would have been tough for an adult Um, let alone for a teenager who is still trying to find their way to have a breakup story like that. And so when we are able to tell stories in our family um, about something complex that shows that it wasn't easy for us um, and that we understand that, you know, we all learn from experience, then we are setting ourselves up to be an adult who has proved that we can talk about complex stuff that didn't really go according to plan And we understand that sometimes in life we might get it a bit wrong or we wish we could have done it better, but we did the best we could at the time, right? So this first point is that we confide in people who uh, we think will understand the situation that we're in. Before I go on, when we're talking about using stories from our life, um, I'm talking about using stories in the past that are well healed over. They're not things that we need to talk about because we feel anxious about them or we're still hurt by them or whatever that is, but they have healed over. They might be a scar for us, like we won't ever forget that it happened, but we we have done our work on those things and we understand why it was like the way it was and we've forgiven ourselves for maybe our part in it or we've sought help for, you know, any of the painful stuff that has taken us a long time to get over. So you choose stories that are scarred over and healed rather than open wounds. We don't share uh, stories about open wounds with children. They're not here to make our life easier. That's not what our children are here on the earth for. Point number two, we trust people who have um, entrusted us with something very precious or something very fragile to do with their life. Um, In therapy or in communication um, trainings, we learn about this idea of adopting a one down approach, which basically means instead of um, taking the higher ground, says we know everything and um, 
we know how it all works. We take the lower position where we say, okay, well, you know what? Tell me more about this. I'm still learning about this part of life and I would love to hear your experience of it. Um, tell me how I can help you. That's all a one-down approach. And it's very countercultural or counterintuitive, particularly in parenting, um, because a lot of the time uh, we are the adult who is responsible for everyone's safety and care, and we're the ones that know how to do the cooking and the cleaning and getting everyone to school and making the sandwiches. But sometimes there are instances where we're having conversations with our child that they are the expert. And most of the time, those conversations are to do with their own experience and what's happening with them. Now, I have um, in my life experience uh, a story where I was unfaithful in the relationship I was in. I've had an affair in my past. That is, you know, that is a story that certainly puts me in a position where I don't have all the answers because a lot of the times stories like that show that whew, we didn't make such good decisions at the time and people got hurt and in my situation people absolutely got hurt and um, but what's super interesting about um, when I feel safe enough to share that story with um, people in my life um, oftentimes it's like it gives them permission to speak up about things that they haven't been able to speak up about before. And I really think it's to do with uh, bravely owning our complexity, our humanity, our difficulties, how we just are not perfect at all. And we accept that no one else is perfect either. So it's a sense of when we can show that by telling a story that um, we have done something that's pretty unpleasant for someone else and we have done the work to be able to appreciate yeah there were lots of things I could have done better in that story and we're able to talk about it with humility and with deep understanding then it allows someone else to speak up about the thing that maybe they are having trouble accepting in themselves so when we're talking about this idea of our child confiding in us and how can we encourage them to do that, have you noticed that this is intensely deep personal work? It really is because it's a matter of um, claiming uh, how life is not easy, right? But in a way that we are here, like we're adults and we understand that life isn't easy and you're still a kid and it's okay, I have got your back. I do not expect you to be perfect and I am here to support you through whatever complexity is going on for you right now. Point number three, we confide in people who honor our ability to make decisions for ourselves. Now, this one is a little bit complicated in parenting because remember we've got that traditional model that most of us think of in parenting where uh, the adult has all the answers and the young person needs to listen to our wisdom. Well, that is all very well um, to a point because we do have responsibility of care for our child. But if we are talking about connection and building connection, uh, there is a point where we need to allow our young person to make decisions for themselves as well, to have, have buy-in to what's going on in their life. Um, a parent shared a story with me a few years ago about um, their teenage daughter who came to them to tell them that um, someone had shared 
a photo of her breasts around one of the school WhatsApp groups. And she was really upset about it and angry, really angry. And um, so in this situation, the parent, like any of us, had this sort of feeling of, I want to go and take on that the world and like, like make this right and go to war with whoever did this and all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> keeping in mind that connection was important for this family, the story went a different way. That this dad said to his daughter, okay, so it's your body. Tell me how I can help you. What do we need to do together to make this right? And together they worked out that actually what she wanted more than anything else was for her girlfriend who had um, shared that picture to publicly apologize. And so then he had something to work with. He was able to go to the, the parents of the child and sort of work it all out. And these were teenagers. I don't know I'm using the word child, teens. Right, so this is the complicated world of teens. If any of you have younger children, then um, who knows what will come into your wheelhouse as you parent them as they grow older. But the, the point of this story is there was a moment where this father was able to pause for a minute, um, dial down the emotion and connect with his daughter and say, let's work on this together what is best for you and the outcome of that story is really positive that you know the other family was able to support their daughter to publicly apologize for this thing and um and there was no long-lasting ramifications now stories about shared um, explicit photos and all this thing can be vastly different but we have an opportunity um, to provide a connected experience when our child feels able to confide in us and um, so there are two layers to this are they able to confide in us do they feel comfortable enough and when they do how can we maintain the connection with them by giving them choice and facilitating some th real thinking through about what is the best option in the situation they are in before we finish up this sitting in a car, I just want to say one final thing. Sometimes what we want is not the best for our child. Um, and I'm thinking about that in terms of our child confiding in us. As our child gets older, they developmentally, it's appropriate for them to want more independence and slowly move away. And so this deep desire to stay connected with them in the same way that we did when they were young, when we knew pretty much everything about their life, how often they pooped, how, what they ate, which child they played with, because it all happened under our eyes, right? But um, things change as our children grow older. And so it's just um, a little heads up about that, that sometimes what we want for ourselves may not be what our child actually needs. And so there is that moment when we need to balance, okay, so what is actually more important in this moment? What I want or what my child needs from me? I want to let you know that there is this amazing book. Um, this is for those of you who have older children and you are struggling with this whole thing about they don't want to talk to me anymore. Uh, what do I do about that? Uh, it's by Karen Rain. You'll see it here. And for those of you on the podcast, her last name is spelt 
R-A-Y-N-E, if you're Googling it, and it's called Breaking the Hush Factor. Ten Rules for Talking with Teenagers About Sex. And so um, that's another form of confidence, isn't it? That we are creating conversations with our child so they feel they're able to come and talk to us about whatever is going on in their lives. And that's Sitting in a Car for Another Week, where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.